Welcome to the Nairn County Podcast, which is brought to you in association with our digital partner, Zion Energy, the leading blockchain software and digitalization experts leading the field in emerging technologies related to oil and gas tokenization. For more, go to Zion.com. In part two of this week's episode, Callum Donaldson continues his chat with Graham McLeod, talking about his debut for the club, working alongside his idol Jim Calder, and the day two of his own teammates were sent off for fighting with each other. All of this and more as we explore stories from Callum's career in this week's episode of the Nairn County Podcast. The next season, you were back up to Mike Ray. Uh, you made your debut off the bench at Huntley. Uh, what's yep. your memories of that day? And tell us what sort of goes through your head when you see Mike on the deck and he looks like he's, you know, he's going to be substituted and you're going to get on. So that was the first thing. So I was in and I was travelling all over the point and stuff like that. So at that point, truthfully, if I'd got an opportunity to play, I would have shit my pants. But just being there every week, and I think by that point, by the time I got to the to Huntley, I think it was March the following season, something maybe February, March time the following yeah. season, I'd been to most of the grounds, so I was starting to really get the bug to want to play. Like, I was still young, but I was really getting the bug to want to play. Now, when Mike Ray joined, he was a, he was a different character altogether. You know, he was a kind of mix between Pierce Schmeichel and Andy Gorham. You know, he was a huge character. His hands are still the best hands I've ever seen in a goalkeeper that I've ever played closely with. It's, honestly, I'll never forget, like, you get Scotty Gallagher would, like, zing a ball, and he could zing a ball, and Mike would just, boom, a brilliant set of hands. And he was also like, he was a, a huge leader, right? He was a huge leader on the field and off the field. So when he went down, what was my first thought? My first thought was, I was a bit excited. I, I mean, this will sum me up a little bit. I was also like, holy shit, I'm going to have to wear that double XL goalie top. I'm going to go down to my knees. <laughs> but yeah, I was buzzing to get on. But I also, there's a couple of things I really remember. So with Holmesy playing at that point, and uh, obviously Brooksy was a big influence on me. And I remember Holmesy came over. And he was like, mind you, wouldn't be here if you weren't good enough. And then I was, uh, as I was going on, like kind of jogging on, Brooksy tried to trip me up and just to ease the mood, you know. And then if you remember correctly, the first thing I had to do was take a free kick after Mikey going down. No, sorry, that's not true. It was a corner. I went up a corner, obviously, as Huntley would do, put it right on top of me. Martin Stewart kicked me in at the back of the net. Literally, <laughs> probably still feel the woman <laughs> net on the back of my neck. <laughs> And he picked me up and said, welcome to Highland League, sir. And then I went to take a goal, a resulting free kick and slipped them arse. So that's what I remember. But I remember, I, I feel like I did okay. I had a couple of good saves. Yeah, it was good. I loved it. I yeah. was buzzing afterwards. We, I mean, we were already 3-1 down, but we lost 5-3. But it was uh, tremendous to just be involved and tremendous to feel like you'd actually contributed on a Saturday. That's how I felt going home. Mike's out injured then, but the club then go out and recruit Donnie Monroe on a short-term deal. How did that make you feel? Nah, not good. I was furious, if I was honest with you. Now, looking back, I was not ready to play. You know, it was a definite correct decision by Sharpie. And to be fair to Sharpie, he pulled me aside and told me. But at that point, after, it's kind of like, it's kind of like I'd seen the light. And now I didn't want to go back in the dark room. You know, I, I wanted to play. Like, after that little bit, because I remember, I think the game on the what, Tuesday night or Thursday, Wednesday night was either, was either lost your mouth or key. That would, and I was, as I say, buzzing to play. But also, I was like, here, I get in, it gets lost in my mouth. We're a better team. We might get in, we might get a wee clean sheet, you know, and it might start a bit of momentum. But 
Sharpie did the right thing. I wasn't ready to play. Donnie is top man. He was sound as hell. He even said to me at the time, he's like, listen, I'm here on a short-term basis. That's so not going to be very long before either Mike's back or you overtake me anyway. Like, he was totally sound. And he was, and he was a really good keeper. And then the following season, the 2003-2004 season, that's where you went on loan to Nern St Indian for the year. Tell us a bit about the time there. What sort of familiar names did you play alongside? Yeah, so so when I went to say, so that was a bit one of the best things I ever did. And I would urge any young boys, if they ever get the opportunity to go out and play with men, they should do it. Because as I say, I, I, I felt like I was ready to be playing Highland League at the time. I went to the Saints with Rennie. I mean, what a player Rennie was. Gee, was. So straight away, like he was, I remember he was one of the first people. He, he was way ahead of his time. I remember it took a long time for me to get my kicking up to speed. And there's, you, you could argue it never really got up to speed. But I remember Rennie was the first ever centre back I'd ever played with. He was like, just give me the ball. Give me the ball. Pass it to me. He's like, he's like I draw a line if I've got three players up my, up my arse. That's what he used to say. He's like, just give me the ball. Like he, he should be, he should have been coaching kids doing tiki taka now because he just wanted wanted the ball. Who else did I play with in that Saints side? Well, there was a boy James Irvin. He was a really good centre half. He played there. I'm trying to think of any other local. Oh, Scolzi. I played with Scolzi for a little while. Brilliant player, Scolzi. Hardy, Hardy, but boy, he could play. Wand of a left foot. Saved one of his penalties actually when I went to Strasbourg a couple of years later. Loved that. Didn't love it after the game. Thought I was going to lose my head. But so that was the biggest thing I would say for that stint for me for Saints was playing with men and experiencing things. And we went down to Springburn in the Scottish Junior Cup and we're playing at Ashfield. And Ashfield's a dog right. racing track. And I think we lost 2 0 or 2 1 or what have you, but we drew with them up the road here. And I just, that was the first experience of like, so they, they bring like a Highland League level crowd. and I was like, oh yes, I love, it was like a shot in the arm. And then the 2004-2005 season, you went on loan to your sort of local club, uh, Strasbourg Thistle. That was the start of what was a total of two and a half years worth of loans down at Strasbourg. Tell us a bit about your times there. You must have really enjoyed turning out for the team in Granton. I mean, I imagine you'd been a familiar face to, to everyone on the terraces. Yeah, I did. So I did. I loved that. Um, I loved playing for Strasbourg. It was it was great to play with Donny McLeod. Donnelly McLeod. He's just his enthusiasm for the game is I, I, it's immeasurable. You know, he absolutely loves, but he also absolutely loves Strasbourg Thistle. Uh, so yeah, he he kind of he'd spoken to me and he's like, "Look, we'll take you out on loan." And, and at that point as well, Strasbourg had a bloody good. Team. They were they were used to winning, and, and and truthfully, I would say obviously the local part, but that was. A huge draw for me. Like they were a winning mentality. Like at Saints, uh, it was a mentality of let's play football, let's have a good like decent class and all that sort of good stuff. But at Strasbourg, it was winners mentality, and I loved that. I was really happy to that. You know, they had boys like Digby. I don't know if you remember Digby, but it's I forget his real name now. But I only ever knew him as Digby. But they pulled the that. The boys like Ali Boo. You know, really good player, Jamie Ross, Davy Ross, who had played with Davy Ross a little while before at, at Nets. Yeah. Um, they also started bringing in some other local, Terry Swinton, really, really good players. Ireland, who's now involved in the coaching setup at Clack, I believe, mm-hmm. another really good player. But yeah, as I say, that was well, the thing for me. It was it was a winner's mentality. Funny story, big be bit of a, like a nugget type player, brilliant footballer, but hardy, hardy, hardy bastard. And I remember, I mean, I must have been 16, 15, 16 17, I remember actually, but I was being skinny as hell. I remember one half time, I never came for a cross. Digby had me with the neck. I hadn't come for 
they didn't, they didn't concede a goal or anything. He's like, you get off your thin line and go for that cross, right? So next ball, there was a looping ball up and it was right above his head. And I went in and I turned right at the back. And he hit the ground and I was like, well, he's going to let him. He's like, that's the stuff, son. Like, <laughs> so like, it's just how you learn, right? Because yeah. that's what a goalkeeper should do. Yeah, it was great, as I say. And then they had another, a few other local boys that brought in, I mean, Finney from there. And he came out and for a little my brother joined, um, David Ritchie joined from Clark, good, good player, David Ritchie. Yeah. Some other local boys, boy, Graham, Graham Murray, who he probably never achieved it, another but a really good player from Brandtown. Uh, so, so with that being said, the on-the-field stuff was good. We were generally winning. I think we, we moved up to the Super League or whatever yeah. they called it at that point, and, and the banter was incredible. Um, to be honest with yeah. you. It was chaos, if I'm honest. Halfway through the first season, you were there, though. You were recalled because Mike Ray left Nairn, and it meant that came in as a backup to another a real character, someone you've mentioned already, a, a proper legend in Highland football, that Jim Calder. Uh, another goalie from your area. You probably knew him well beforehand, but what was it like coming in and working with Jim? Amazing, Graham. So, obviously, I mean, coming from where we were from, Truthfully, like obviously, I kind of held this back to start with. But Jimmy was the reason I was a goalie. Let's be yeah. perfect. I mean, I went to school with Jimmy's kids, his daughters, a year below me, and his her son, his son James, a couple of years above me. And like seeing Jimmy on TV, like doing the Cali against Celtic game and stuff like that, was that was huge for us because I mean, like, he's a bricky, and I still consider him a huge, huge friend. So getting to work with him every day now, let's not let's put it like into context as well. He was way into his 40s. I think I actually, when I found out Jimmy was joining, I believe I was actually in Austria with Cali. And Toshi and I had been invited out to That's Austria right. to do a pre-season tour with Cali. Um, I knew I was, I, I'm pretty confident, I knew I already knew I was going out on loan then because he joined at the start of the season and I was away from the start of the season on loan. But I was buzzing to get back to working with him every day. I mean, and, and talking about training, gosh. He was beating boys in the running in, at 42, 43 years of age. He was beating 25-year-olds. But even even when even when he wasn't, he'd complete every single run. And at that point, training was hard. You know, Les worked us hard. He'd complete every single run. But like even just like his character, I remember, because we had guys that played at good levels and stuff like that. And, you know, Jimmy would come into the dressing room and if there's anybody acting a little bit big time or whatever, you know, you can't really, how many people have won itself apart? Playing the Highland League, so it's amazing. But also, so some of the biggest things I ever learned from Jimmy were, I think Jimmy would mind me saying that when he was at there, in terms of his abilities, you know, being able to get to those shots in the top corner or whatever, he probably had lost it, but his understanding of the game. But, so Michael Ray was a huge leader, but Jimmy Jimmy knew the game. Jimmy, Jimmy was almost a quarterback. He would tell everybody what to do. And he would also, he would change, I mean, he was a bit of a psych. He would change it for player to player, like with, with Kel, for example. I think Jimmy would threaten Kel with violence. <laughs> I'm not joking, I think he would. But Kel was banging goals in for fun, you know, at that point. Yeah. Well, I think at that point, Kel was kind of coming to the end, but still. But he would be talking to his right back, talking to his centre back, talking about blah, blah, blah. I mean, like, I used to just watch him. And I'm like, I'm actually, this is, I'm getting a, I'm getting a degree in actually in football right now, yeah. just from Jimmy. So, yeah, also, is like, just the way he is around the club and stuff like that. He's just a personality that should be in football. Like he's crack whenever, like, if you do lose, that he's not one to be around because he's a winner through and through. Yeah. You know, like, there's times where there probably was fisticuffs and stuff like that. I don't mind that. I bore all that sorts of stuff. But also, like, if there was times where, like, if we were getting worked hard and boys are moaning, 
Jimmy would be like, we'll do it on a Saturday if we want to run. Mm. You know, there's stuff like that, which is yeah. immeasurable, really, especially for a young boy like me. He spent the following season, 2005, 2006, back on loan at the Strasbourg again, but then he came back for the 2006-07 season and you were thrown straight into play on the opening day down at Devon Vale. Uh, we lost the game 7-2, but it's probably more remembered infamously for uh, Davy McRae and Scott Kelker both being sent off for a bit of fisty cuffs on the park. What goes through your head when you're standing in your goals and you witness that? What's going through my head at that point? Vale were a bloody good time. I'm like, you pair of fucking pricks. That's what was going through my head. I said, like, I've got no chance to <laughs> next week now. That is honestly what was going through my head. Because it was a beautiful sunny day as well. I mean, so Kel, he, so Kel had moved back more defensive type role at that point. And obviously, with his ability, it wasn't much of a problem for him. But I don't even know what it was about. I think it was just because Vale were a bloody good team. Mm-hmm. I think Graham Watt had just come on the scene there and I think he'd scored a couple of worldies against us but they were just we were completely overrun with Vale that day I don't think the score would have been hugely different had they not been sent off although they did get sent off I think it was 3-2 when they, when they both got sent off but if I'm honest I actually don't I don't have such a vivid memory of how it came to pass that I was starting that game I don't I don't know if it was just I'd kind of got the shirt or whatever, or mm. if, if there was something that happened. I honestly don't remember because I, I, I couldn't have said that I was like established first choice by any man I means at that point. So when these two started fighting with each other, it was, uh, it was the worst two punches ever as well. Like Kel <laughs> gave it the big I am, and Davey just went, wow! <laughs> oh, it was brilliant. Who would win, Davey or Kel? Oh, I don't think either of them could really fight sleep if I'm <laughs> We're not in their boys. So no, no, I don't, I don't think they were most, I think they were more in the team with their technical abilities and their their battling qualities. Yeah. And the season after that, go out on loan again the final time for a year at Strasbourg, two thousand and seven, eight season. But when you get put out on loan again, having been out so many times before, do you begin to think you might not get a proper chance or it might never happen for you? That's a good point. I'm glad you didn't ask me that at the time. No, I don't think I did feel like that. To be honest with you, I did. I, I don't think I'd ever struggled for self-confidence, even when I was going out on loan. Because I think, if I remember correctly, especially that time, I think I was out on loan and Willie Ridgers was on the bench. And I'm pretty confident I knew that if anything had happened, I'd be recalled to play. And I wanted to play, if I'm honest. I didn't want to sit on the bench. I, I, it's not something... And I never really covered myself in glory if there was opportunities, even if I was coming back from injury. I really frustrated and... I look back on I'm not really proud of but I didn't I didn't deal with sitting on the bench well at all so I was pretty happy to go out and play and then, especially with Strasbourg I mean I remember actually I think it was Les actually that said to me is that when you're playing anybody can sit the ball in the top corner you know it's not as if you're if you're an outfield player and you're playing against players who are as fit whatever and it's kind of a false environment and and the juniors at the time were playing you know they were playing against good teams mm-hmm. so you know, I, I just want to be playing. You yeah. know, that, that, it was as simple as that. I just wanted to be playing. The Nan County Podcast is brought to you in association with our digital partners, Zion Energy. Click on Zion.com to find out more.